Why hello, it's your go-to life coach here, Dakota Hunt, jumping into your ear with some thoughts, ideas, and wisdom to help you grow through life and become the conscious creator that you were always meant to be. Remember that you are the difference in your life. I'm simply here to guide you down the path of self-discovery so that you can create the life of your dreams by following that intuitive voice within that only speaks truth. So let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. We have a special treat for you on the podcast today. My business partner and friend, Michelle, introduced me to a vibrant human being named Tia Evans. And after talking about her for a little bit with Michelle, it was actually it was actually Michelle's idea to bring her onto my podcast. And of course, I was thrilled at the idea. And it wasn't a couple days later that Tia had agreed to join us for a powerful conversation that will for sure go down in my book as one of the most incredible life-changing conversations that I've had to date. You guys, you've met Michelle before. I had a beautiful discussion with her about the divine feminine actually several episodes ago. I think that it was episode 39, but don't worry if you don't know Michelle yet, you will be getting to know her even more in the episodes to come. Together, Michelle and I have created the Conscious Creator Retreat that's happening this August, and since that decision to collaborate on that, we have been unstoppable, and I'm going to be having a very hard time not spilling the beans on everything that's going to be coming from our new partnership in business. So, not only is Tia amazing in this conversation, but I also hope that you love Michelle as much as I do, because you're going to be hearing a lot more from her in the upcoming months. But today... Michelle and I, we hopped on a Zoom call together to chat with her friend and my new friend, Tia Evans. Tia is a consultant for Unique, which is a popular cosmetics company, but more than simply being a cosmetic consultant for individual buyers, she has played a key role in diversifying the company from the top down. Together with a small group of women, Tia paved the way for women of color to have a place in this company. From helping develop from helping to develop cosmetic products that actually work with a diverse range of skin tones to getting the message out to a more diverse population through the marketing channel, right? She has been a huge voice for change in this company. And so I'm so grateful to have had this conversation with her and I know that you are going to love it just as much as I did. She is all about championing championing the individual. Like me, Tia believes that you can only love others to the extent that you love yourself. So... With love, I invite you to settle in and enjoy this vibrant, warm, and love-filled conversation between myself, my sidekick, Michelle, and gorgeous Tia Evans. Enjoy. Well, Tia, welcome. I am so excited that we're actually doing this, and I feel honored that you said yes when I asked you, um, because I know that you're super busy. Um, but I just wanted to introduce you um, as my first, my, my friend that I've never met in person, but I can't wait for the day that I do. <laughs> um, but I'm going to just tell the audience how I met you, which will be a really nice segue into um, c- kind of having you explain what your, um, what your business is and some of the other roles that you play. So um, I was in a private Facebook group called V Shred and Tia was also. And this is a private fitness group that you, you know, you pay and it's a private group and everybody in there is supposed to be supporting each other. And it's, it is actually really positive. But then one day I noticed this amazing person showing up, Tia, 
and you, you are just so full of life and just real and, and you were just you. And there was just no fluff. No, you were just, Hey, I'm doing this. And here I am. And I just was so attracted to your positive energy. And I just felt like this woman is my example for loving myself. That's the thing I thought I, she loves herself, which is, I mean, in the most, in the most highest spiritual way you love yourself. And I just think that is amazing. Um, and so, yeah, that's how we met is that's how you remember it too. Right. I do. I do that crazy, crazy group. I love that group. Um, that group was, it was motivating for me every day because I could come in there and get support from other women, but I could also just kind of show the struggles of, you know, fitness at the time. And I just, I, it was, people were so welcoming and it was just such an easy group to be in, but yeah, yeah. that's, that's kind of how we flowed. Yeah. Yeah. So then I started just reaching out to you in a more of a personal way because I was just really curious. And then I followed you and realized that you just have this really an interesting life. Um, and you are also, um, well, you have a business, but you're also a major influencer on a very popular cosmetics company um, yeah. around bringing in diversity as an audience, but also in their products. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this is, I mean, we're just so excited to talk to you. So I'm going to turn it over to Dakota because I think this is a nice way to have her just ask you the first question. Okay, let's do it. Yes. First off, just welcome to it. I am so grateful to have you in this space and on my podcast. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be here. Yeah. And so, yeah, my first question Tia, I would just love to know, what is your message to women? Oh, um, my main message to women, um, like Michelle said, you know, I do love myself. Um, I'm a work in progress. I struggle with things. But the main part that I love about myself is that I'm open enough to tell people that I'm struggling. Like, this is no facade over here. This is, you know, I am raw and I am real. So my message to women is to find your vibe, like find your vibe really deep down, dig deep down into yourself and look at who you are, who you want to be as a person, as an individual for you. And just really explore that every single day. Um, That's my main message. Like that's my whole, that's my whole thing is just to just be in your vibe, like, you know, explore yourself and be yourself, you know? I love that so much. And I'm sure Michelle can appreciate this as, you know, I talk to Michelle every day, but this is the message of my life right now, like for my personal life and my personal development is like the self-discovery and I'm trying to figure out for me, like, what is my vibe? And so you're talking about this Tia and my soul is just like, yes, okay. I love this. And um, selfishly, I want to ask the question, how do you find your vibe? I love that you said, you know, it's a work in progress. I firmly believe that as well. But what have you found that helps you personally like to find that vibe? Um, For me, I just have to really recognize things that I really love about myself, things that I love to do, um, the way I love to speak, the, you know, things I like to do. And and sometimes, you know, other people don't really accept that well because they think that you're supposed to be a certain way or you're supposed to speak a certain way. And when you feel inside yourself that, you know, 
you felt uncomfortable with someone saying they didn't like what you did or what you said or, or how you wear your clothes or the fact that you wore polka dots and stripes, but that made you feel really good every day. That's how you find your vibe. You do it again. You know what I mean? And a lot of times people will go, Hey, polka dots and stripes don't work very well together. I know you like it, but it doesn't work very well. And then they'll change themselves and start wearing something like the other people would want to wear. Maybe they wear, you know, colors that actually go together, but you know, the way to find your vibe is to keep really doing things that please you, that make you feel really good inside yourself, despite what other people say, you know, and and that's the main thing. Don't be afraid to combat what other people tell you you're not or what you can't be. Just keep trying to be yourself and you'll fall more and more and more in love with yourself. And before you know it, it won't even matter what people think or what people say. That's how you find your vibe. Man, Tia, can I, can we actually stay on this, like the clothing piece for a minute? Because this is really fun for me. (laughs) I really, really resonate with this clothing piece of like finding your vibe and, you know, putting polka dots and stripes together. I wanted to share Mm -hmm. a personal example real quick, um, Mm -hmm. because I absolutely love this conversation. So the listeners won't be able to see, but this shirt that I'm wearing is a, like Mm -hmm. a tank top, right? In the culture that I grew up in, this would be considered immodest. Mm -hmm. right like I'm shoulding too I'm showing too much shoulder I'm you know this is immodest and when I first really kind of not first but as I grew into myself and I realized I I always hated my wardrobe I really hated my wardrobe right and I Mm kind of explored and I went out one day and I was just kind of in this like just attitude I'm like you know I'm gonna find something that just makes me feel really good and I was kind of going crazy anyways I ended up literally this exact shirt that I'm wearing this is the shirt that I found and I put it on and I just love that you talked you know those voices were in my head they weren't anyone specific just in my head like you're showing your shoulder you're not allowed to wear tank tops like you can't you can't be this way you can't wear those clothes and I said you know what like these make me feel so good and I do I feel so good when I wear this shirt right and so I love just I just wanted to bring some emphasis to that the clothing piece itself for some mm-hmm. reason, this has been a theme in my life, and it's no coincidence that you bring it up, is I think there's such magic in finding the clothes that make you feel so good in your mm-hmm. own skin. Like, my confidence outwardly is so different when I've found, I've like, I found clothes that actually help boost that up. You know what I'm absolutely. saying? Yeah, absolutely. There's power. I mean, you just look at the fashion industry, Right. And the fashion industry is, it's bizarre, it's electric, it's different. And a lot of people won't wear that kind of stuff because it doesn't seem like the norm, right? It doesn't seem like the norm. That's too much for me. Um, and oftentimes it's because someone told them that it wasn't, wasn't for them, but they really wanted to wear that outfit. Um, I'm a plus size person. And so I have always been very sexy in my clothing, very revealing in my clothing. Um, I like my clothing to fit tight. And if it's loose, like I have today, but it's it's sheer, it's see-through. I have on a brassiere and a see-through shirt, and it just makes me feel really good about myself, even though I struggle with my weight and my size and what looks good on me and what doesn't. So when I leave the house, I make sure I feel good in whatever Mm -hmm. I I have on, um, because that really is just going to, you know, 
give you the person of me when I'm whoever I'm seeing or hanging out with or having dinner with or what have you. I'm, I'm going to be a better person if I'm comfortable in my clothes. So for sure. I love that. I love that so much. Michelle, do you have any comments on clothing? I know we've talked about this before. Yeah, oh, so much. I mean, um, I, don't, I don't think I've ever talked to Tia about this, but I used to be in the clothing industry, had a clothing store, mm-hmm. the high-end clothing store. And I started out by being the dress buyer before I bought the store. And so just being exposed to all that fashion. And I felt like in that place, I could take the risks, but you know why? It's because the culture that I was in at the time said it was okay. And I've, I've realized over the last couple of weeks, just um, kind of working on myself around my, my own feelings about myself, my body is that um, I've just like slowly kind of toned myself down because I didn't feel comfortable with that um, and have a lot of reasons for that. But I just, you know, recently was like, oh, I found this pair of pants that make my butt look really good. And I was like, I actually really like my butt in these pants. I'm actually wearing them right now, even though they don't go with this shirt because they make my butt look so good. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I just, I think that's so, I think sometimes we can brush off like, oh, it's just clothing. Like it's just clothes. I don't know, at least in my mind, I've done that in the past. Like I've just brushed off. I just got to wear something and go about my day. And I appreciate you guys for sitting here with this clothing topic for a minute and for my listeners to really kind of ponder that is I think that there's so much power. How are we presenting ourselves outwardly? Not even considering, you know, this is your whole point Tia and your whole message is love yourself. Do it for you. Like, Mm -hmm. and this is something that I actually, my dear mom, I absolutely love from her. She taught me from a young age, people will be comfortable around you when you are comfortable with yourself. They will be confident around you when you're confident with yourself. And I've always loved, and I took that message to heart and so whether it be clothing or just any other topic, it really ultimately comes down to when you are confident in yourself, comfortable in yourself. And what I've been working on is I love myself. That's been my mantra. When you love yourself, you can, like, you can only love others to the extent that you love yourself. I believe that. And just starting with you, I think that's so powerful. Um, yeah, just find your vibe. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I love that so much how do you help people find their vibe? Like what is the avenue that you take to help them or to work with women to help them find their vibe? Well, um, also like Michelle have been in many of my groups. I, there's really several different avenues. Um, A lot of times you work one-on-one with people and really like, you know, sometimes we'll come out with a new product, right? And you want to share that product and you want to share that product and you want to talk about that product and you really want to just get that product into that to, to people's hands. Right. But my avenue is a little bit different. Um, when people come to me, it's like, hey, I want to try that new product. And it's like, well, let's step back a little bit and let's talk about your skin. Let's talk about your makeup routine. Like if you don't ever wear I, I also think everybody should have a red lipstick in their purse at all times. (laughs) But if you are not a red lipstick person, maybe you're a very mute person, maybe you're a very mono person and don't need a red lipstick, I'm not going to try to sell you a red lipstick. So one of my avenues is really getting comfortable with the person as a customer to figure out what they really need, as opposed to just Mm -hmm. selling them the new product on the market. You know, Um, that's one avenue. Another avenue is that that I I have a VIP group. that I work in and I try to 
share stuff in there often that people can just kind of have discussions and open up and have a raw open space for people to just kind of talk about things, you know, that are a little bit taboo, uh, maybe a little bit on the edge or something people are struggling with. And I, I try to just share my positive experiences. And I also try to share some of my negative experiences as well. Um, so that's another avenue, social media. I just, I share things on social media, whether it be a live um, to sit and talk with people or whether it be um, an image that I found, or I like to tell stories. Like I'm a story writer. I don't write stories. I'm not a writer. I probably should be, um, but I love to write. I love to write. I, I feel like I write better than I speak, if that makes any sense. Um, mm -hmm. so I'll, we'll write a story sometimes on social media and a lot of, a lot, surprisingly, people will actually sit five minutes and read a long paragraph on Facebook or what have you. And it really resonates with, with people because it's like a real story, something that happened in my life and something that people can actually take off of social media and take home with them. Um, and last, the last avenue is I try to be myself as much as possible. And I think people pick up on that. I think people pick up on that. And uh, people really feed on the fact that, you know, she's being herself. This is what she likes. So people are drawn to me. And I feel like that gives people the confidence to try to be themselves and be more unapologetically themselves. So there's many avenues to touch women and to speak to women. But um Social media has been a great tool to just connect with people and just be myself, mainly just be myself and share what I go through every day. Wow. Yeah, I love that so much. My uh, my main message to women is that you are the difference. And yeah. what you just spoke to is exactly what I love is that Tia, ultimately what it comes down to, what it boils down to is you just stand in your own power and you just, you love yourself, you're true to yourself and, and you know from your position that people pick up on that and right. you said it yourself, you know, you said, and then it gives them permission. It gives the mm -hmm. person watching you permission to then Absolutely. be themselves. And Absolutely. I love that so much is we have, I think we have a limited idea of how much of a difference we actually make in the world at large when we just tune in and really learn who we are and love ourselves as we are. Absolutely. And love yourself enough to give yourself grace when you're not mm. there yet. You know, I think that's important. I, I, I used to always say that love yourself enough to work on the things that you don't like about yourself. You know, like, yeah. you know, if you don't love yourself, you have to really love yourself enough to make yourself get up and go to the gym. You have to love yourself enough to make those choices when you're eating foods. You have to love yourself enough to actually go I probably should stop buying Starbucks every day and start a skincare routine if I want to feel um, better. You know, all of those things are self-love tactics and you really do have to love yourself enough to learn to love yourself more. And that's very, very hard to do a lot of times. Yes. I love that. Yeah. That's a whole different reason for choosing to change, right? So right. making the decision to go to the gym more or to, um, you know, get a self uh, skincare routine that will fit you, suit you, cost, you know, be customized to you. That, that is right. There's, you know, you might do that because you just think that you should do that or others, you know, others think you need to be more fit 
But when you love yourself and you're doing, making a change because you know that you want to, you know, be healthier and you really love your skin. So you want to, I mean, that is a whole different reason to change, right? Yeah. And that is yeah. the ultimate it, reason. It really boils down to priorities. Like what is your priority in loving yourself? Like what is it that you need to allow yourself to grow in to be better in that aspect of your life? And I know that for me, it's like, I really need to allow myself enough time at night to sleep so that I can get up in the morning and go to the gym. You know, yes. I need to allow myself the time to plan out my meals so that I can eat better on a daily basis. I also need to allow my time to have that 10, 15 minutes in the morning to brush my teeth, wash my face, actually do my skincare if I really want to keep my skin this way. Um, and, you know, and I, I keep focusing on, you know, going to the gym and eating right and skincare because those are things that like I am passionate about and things that I struggle with, too. So everything right. that I preach is, are things that I struggle with because that brings things into reality for a lot of people. It's mm -hmm. like, man, her skin looks great. I know she gets up every single day. It's like, no, I don't. But I'm going to tell you about it, y'all. When I come on, I'm doing my skincare live. It's like, y'all, it's been three days since I've done my skincare. So we're going to do it today. You know, you have to be open. You got to be honest with yourself. And yeah. those are just tactics of loving yourself to find a way to love yourself better. Yes, I, I love that so much. And I'm curious, so Michelle has told me that you've actually played a really incredible role at your skincare company, um, which I'm actually, I can't remember what skincare company it is. I just know uh, it's the cosmetic industry. So one, if you want to tell us, I would love to know what, what company you work with. But Michelle has told me that you've done a lot of work um, helping this company be more diverse and more inclusive right. in their product line. And I would right. love to, I would love to learn about more about that from your perspective, Tia, especially with this loving yourself in mind, you know, what Absolutely. was that like to come into this industry? I don't know, just what was that like for you? I, I don't really know anything about it. Well, I'm with Unique Cosmetics. I've been with Unique Cosmetics for eight years this year, seven or eight years. It's getting to the point where I can't remember. <laughs> it's just, it's, 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 a, it's like, um, it's my security blanket, this company. Um, I've been with them for seven or eight years, and it hasn't always been diverse in very many ways. Um, their marketing, uh, per se, was very um, white-driven, meaning their models were very white. Um, there may have been a few Hispanics here and there, and it just really wasn't diverse. Um, and then it came to their products. Um, once they started adding foundations and BB creams and you know, color specific items um, that need to color match someone's skin tone. It just wasn't there for dark skin. So years and years went by and myself along with five or six other ladies, the company kind of just kind of came together um, mm -hmm. and was like, you know, what can we do to help grow? It, it kind of started with just wanting to get more women of, co women of color in the business because it wasn't very many of us at all, very, very small amount of us at all. So that's where it started to try to take the company to women of color, it, bring more women of color into the business and into the industry. Well, that was very tough because you showcase this array of products and they look at it and it, there's not a color that matches them and their lipsticks, their nudes don't match them and their eyeshadow just doesn't match them. So we kind of we're like, we have to go to this company and 
help them diversify. And so we just kind of started speaking up. Once they got, once the company got a list of the fact that we had this group for women of color for training and business and support, um, then they started kind of tapping into that group and realizing the things that they were missing out on. So they created a group called the Diversity Panel. The Diversity Panel was a group of women who worked with the CEO to develop six new shades of foundation that were specific to darker skin tones. Um, that took about a year um, of back and forth and working and we produced those shades and they came out in several different foundation types, liquid, stick, spray, all the things, great. Concealer, you know, all the things was great. And then we kept going back to the company and there were several other pieces that were missing, like the marketing. So once we really started, and, and, and these were like Zoom calls and, you know, uh, letters to the editor, like you really need to showcase a broad variety of women on your page. Um, and if you will go to the unique website or the, the Instagram, you can really kind of scroll back and kind of look at the change. You can kind of look at the shift and, and look at the change. Their marketing is completely diverse. And when I say diverse, we have, you know, a, a, a Muslim with, a, what, what is it called? A hijab. I think that's mm -hmm. what it's called. Mm -hmm. um, and you'll, you'll see an African-American person or two African-American people of different ranges, light skin, dark skin. And then you'll see a couple of Hispanic ladies. And then you'll see a couple of of white ladies, maybe with a red hair or blonde hair, and it just produces more variety. And over time, we've seen a huge growth in women of color in the industry because people start to see themselves. If you don't see yourselves in the business or in an industry, then you won't place yourself there. Mm -hmm. You know, if you walk into a job interview and you don't really see yourself represented there, then you might not apply for that job. I mean, it goes beyond uh, what we do in the industry. Um, it's just, you know, if you go to a barbecue and there's a lot of people there and not very many people look like you, you naturally are going to feel uncomfortable. I mean, it, it goes for anything. So we were able to just kind of bring a message to them that they really needed to diversify. And we have done that so much so that they have really tapped in. They just recently do um, donated 900000 Let me get it correct. $900,000 to the NAACP and they donated $100,000 to the Equal Justice Initiative um, in support of women of color. Not only that, their marketing is completely diverse now and now we're in the works of tapping into more lip liners, more lipsticks, more eyeshadow that actually work for women of color. So I've, I've put a lot of passion into working because I love this company. This company gives me so much more than an income. It gives me mm -hmm. so much more than just a co community. You heard me earlier say it's my security blanket. It's what I do. It's it's something that I do. It's something that I can get, get up every day and be a part of. Um, you know, you have your inner circle and then you have your outer circle. And sometimes you feel really, I posted about this yesterday. Um, sometimes your inner circle, you can feel suffocated in your inner circle. That is your family and your friends. And it's not that your inner circle is not fair for you and empowering you and uplifting you. But when you have that outer circle there that supports you, these are people that are doing the same thing as you. Your inner circle is never doing the same thing as you. Your mom, your sister, they're not in the industry or they're not, you know, a self-love guru. So they may not understand. 
So you have that outer circle of women and men that surround you that do the same thing as they want to see you when you have collaborations, you have all these things. So, you know, being with Unique is my security blanket and I've poured a lot of love and, and into it and being a part of the diversity panel and helping diversity uh, diversify this company has been one of my life's greatest achievements, honestly. I'm very proud of it. Oh, I love that. I love that Thank so you. much, Tia. Thank you for sharing Thank that. You. And just You're thank welcome. you for the work that you've done. Thank you. Just, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I want to just one time reiterate, you've played a key role in this happening, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did. Um, um, there's a group of us. Like I said, it's been a range from six to ten of us. Um, but myself and a couple of other ladies are really, really active um in playing that key role we speak up a lot we show up a lot we yeah. we bring up the uncomfortable conversations um just for example uh we came out with about five lip liners and one of them was a clear lip liner neither one of them was brown and so the women of color is like brown lip liner why don't we have a brown lip liner so just the other day I was using a brown eyeliner on my lip and I went live in that group for women of color for which corporate is in there the corporate company is in there they see so that they can kind of see what we need and what we talk about and I did a live in there and I was like hey corporate I just want to show you guys like this is what we do this is why we need a brown lip liner because mm. women of color for a long time have worn a red lipstick with a brown lip liner that's just what we do that is staple in an african-american woman's makeup bag our grandmas our big mamas our, our aunts uncles it's staple and once they saw that there was an immediate connection they were like okay maybe we just needed to see it we know you've been asking for a brown lip liner but now oh. we know why so I, i'm passionate about speaking up i i really don't you know if i'm passionate about something i will i will talk about it so it's i love that it's been fun i love yeah you just that was so cool for me for a moment to just really kind of sit in that is that corporate just needed to hear you. I think so. Right? Like, and I, I think, think that's so. where it's such a fun, I'm excited to have this conversation because I think so often we think that people are intentionally, on a broad level, intentionally trying to hurt us or not represent us or right. keep us playing small. But right. I think a lot of times it's just, no, they just don't realize or don't know what it mm -hmm. is that's missing or what it is that right. hurts. Or, you know, and so I love to that you were able to just use your voice and you keep saying this, you know, yeah. you speak up and so now they can hear you. And it's so mm -hmm. awesome that, you know, you are in a company that you've created this environment where they hear you and then they respond. But let's exactly. not forget that that took years of work. It did. It did. It took quite a, I mean, this is probably year four of mm. this group of women working with the company. So we've made some big strides, but we've got a long way to go. Yeah. yeah, that's so powerful. And another thing I'd love to bring attention to is you said that in the beginning, to, to start this out, you probably, I mean, maybe you had big hopes and dreams, but you probably didn't really even see this place that you're in now. It sounded like, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were like, there were five to six of us and we just, yeah. we needed to bond. We needed to get together. We were having shared experiences and essentially yeah. it just started with a very, very intimate and small group of women it who did. are collaborating together. And then it, it, it led to this moment. And I just, you know, it's this small and by small and simple means, right, that this great thing has been brought to pass. And I love this 
idea of not underplaying in our own personal lives the connections that we have with other women. Just right. One person becomes three people, two people becomes three people and in allowing that space for it to, to grow from that small seed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it is huge. It's, it's very huge because like I said before, it did start with a few women and it started for a few women for a small group of women, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And now that small group of women has grown into a huge community of women of color that actually are seeing the change in the company that they're a part of and are excited to be here and now have the resources and now have the tools and confidence to bring women of color into the industry because it was very hard uh, three, four, five years ago where we didn't really feel comfortable talking to another woman of color about the business because it's like, we know she's going to realize there's not a shade to match her or a lipstick that will please her. Um, so it has grown and it's been a beautiful thing. It's been really, really nice. Another thing is I have a very diverse group of friends and crowd, like a lot. My husband is white. A lot of my friends are white, white. I have a lot of black friends, but I didn't have very close black friends. Right. And I was missing that in my life as an African-American woman married to a, a white man. I had my family that I grew up with. And that was my black circle, if that made any Mm -hmm. sense. And being a part of this company and being a part of this mission to diversify this company has also given me that part of my life is I now have a circle of African-American women that I can relate to on a professional level and a personal level friendships. Um, It was something that I was missing and that I needed in my life. So it, 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 um, being a part of this has done something for me as well as the company. So it's been great. It's been a beautiful thing. I love that. I mean, and just think like Tia, you did this. I mean, and you and some, uh, some other women, I mean, your, your pioneering spirit to push through some of the uncomfortable is what is causing these impacts, right? This exponential Mm -hmm. growth around diversity. Isn't Tia great? I'm pausing the interview for a quick announcement and then we're going to hop right back in. Do you struggle with money? Does it seem like no matter what you do that there's just never enough? Regardless of how much you make or how much you budget, regardless of how much you're spending or saving, you just feel yucky when you think about money. Does that sound like you? For the longest time, I hated thinking about money. I avoided looking at my bank account because I was sure that it was going to be a disaster. There was this constant pit in my stomach that caused me to feel so yucky all the time about money and I just hated it. So I decided to change. I began reading book after book after book. I talked to many mentors and journaled for hours and hours on end about money. I uncovered so many money stories that I have held on to from my upbringing. I talked to my inner child. I consoled her fears. I even wrote a completely brand spanking new money story. Like, so many brand new money stories. (laughs) I have put in countless hours trying to figure out how to move forward from a scarcity mentality around money into one of abundance, trust, ease, and flow. And while at times I still struggle with my money mindset, I've learned some key tools that help me move right back up the ladder to abundance on demand. 
And I'm now bringing those tools to you. On July 12th at 11 a.m. Mountain Time, I am going to be hosting a live two-hour Zoom training where I will be teaching you the tools that I have learned over the years to move from an extremely scarce mentality around money to one of abundance. Even though my income has not increased over the last several months, and even though our expenses have increased, (laughs) I feel peace about our financial situation. More than that, I feel love. Love for all the money that flows through my life. And I feel joy. Rather than cringing and holding in tears as we fill up our fuel tanks at $5 a gallon, I get excited because I know deeply that money just flows. And honestly, there's really nowhere I'd rather money flow than through my boat. (laughs) So join me on July 12th at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. There's a link in the show notes to purchase your spot. It's a small investment of $35 to receive the training and coaching that you need to skyrocket your money mindset to a place of abundance, peace, love, and joy. It's time to stop stressing about money and start living. I cannot wait to see you on the inside. For now, let's get back into the interview with Tia. I'm curious, has the corporate level also become more diverse as a result of this work? That is what we're working on right now. Um, That's what we keep telling them now is they use a lot of of the people in the company to do trainings and to launch a product. But now our message to them, we actually have a Zoom coming up um, pretty soon. And those are the things that we're going to mention is that they need to divorce, diversify their corporate being. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to have, I mean, a variety to help them, especially when developing products. Like I was talking with a corporate member the other day and I was like, I don't know if you want, you want to reach out to me to help develop something or if you want to hire a professional, but you need to have someone there at all times that can give you, you know, information about black skin tones and what lipstick shades that you need to be developing that work for dark skin tones and eyeshadows that work for dark skin tones. So we would like to see more diversity at the corporate level. Um, But it is based in Utah. It's not very diverse in Utah. Um, No. Yeah, at all, at all. So that's one of the issues. Like they have their, you know, there's, there's growing pains there that they have to overcome. But at the same time, we have this virtual world that we live in and this work at home world that we live in. So it, it, they're going to have to adapt. And I believe that they will. What if they wanted to contract in a major way with you? Would you say yes? I'd be, I would be in there. Absolutely. <laughs> would be in there. A lot of the ladies um, joke about it because we have these little pri- private chat groups on, you know, stuff that we want to work on stuff that we want to talk about or whatever. And um, they're like, I think you need to put in the applications here. You definitely need to put in the application. <laughs> I might have a little bit too much on my plate, but I might make some room. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And so one last question, Tia, for you before the end of this interview. So what I would love to know now, hearing your story and just feeling your light and your warmth, and I just am oh. so grateful to, to be in this space with you for a moment. What I'd love to know is what advice would you have for someone like me, someone like me who um, I would love to uh, incorporate more diversity, not just like in a business level, yes, but honestly, not just in a business level in my life. Mm -hmm. 
Um, mm -hmm. And diversity uh, in the terms of, you know, ethnicities, but also like diversity in, in ways of thinking. Like that's really what like I am so passionate about is I would love to diversify my thoughts and the thoughts that I'm surrounded right. by. Um, so how do you, well, what advice would you have for someone like me who is seeking different kinds of people? Because I don't think we naturally find, you know, like you talked about earlier, we're attracted to people like us. And Sorry. I love that. Oh, you're totally good. I have dogs too. The dogs are so fun. Okay, good. <laughs> um, crazy. Right? We're naturally attracted. So this is what I found in my experience is we're so naturally attracted to people like us, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, we can find that community and, and that, I think that outer circle that we were talking about, we love being surrounded by people that are like us. How do we mm -hmm. intentionally kind of break free from that, I guess, or, or just find diversity in our life? Do you have any advice there? Well, um, for me, I've been very diverse my whole life. It comes natural mm -hmm. for me. I lived, I grew up in a small town. Um, we were all friends. We didn't experience a lot of negative things. I mean, there was some, but you know, nothing major. Um, so it comes natural for me. It's an experience. So for someone to be able to really grow uh, in a diverse manner themselves, you have to put yourself in a situation where you experience other people. You have to maybe go to a different, maybe go to a soul food restaurant and feel uncomfortable there and talk to the people there. And I, like I was telling Michelle, you have to unintentionally be intent so if you, um, speaking on diversifying your culture around you, like I was telling Michelle, like if I was married to an Asian man, right, I would know how to cook Asian cuisine a lot better. It's an experience. I would, you know what I mean? Mm. It's an experience that you have to be around it. But if you're not around it, you're just not going to know how to do it. So one thing I can say is try to put yourself in situations where you can experience other cultures and other diversities. As far as being a having a diverse mind and having a diverse thought process, um, the same goes there. Like if you are not into camping and fishing and hunting and you want to know if you like camping and fishing and hunting, maybe you don't like bugs or what have you, go camping, go fishing, yeah. go hunting and see if you like it and try it two or three times before you completely rule it out because everything is not for everyone. Right. And sometimes we try to put ourselves in these um, zones that we want to be in and they just keep making us uncomfortable. It's like a bad marriage. You just keep making yourself and you, it's like, okay, maybe fishing, hunting and camping is not for you. But if you go two or three times, you may find something in it that you may enjoy. Um, you have to be uncomfortable to grow. Um, so yeah. diversifying the mind and the soul and the body and, and diversifying yourself as a person is you really have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations to be able to see if maybe there was something that you can take from it that you did like and that you can experience again. Like me, I'm not a reader. I know, Michelle, you probably think that I'm a reader, but I'm not. <laughs> I, 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 I'm really not a book reader. Uh, you know, I struggle with comprehension a lot. I was I struggled with comprehension in high school and reading books was just not fun for me. And my cousin, who is someone that you would look at and you're like, how many books have you read this week? Like, she's like, girl, you got to read. And I was like, I don't like it. And she says, well, you have to find an author that you like. And she's like, if you find an author that you like, oftentimes after that, you can find a style of book 
that you like. And once you find the style of book that you like and an author that you like, you can start reading other authors that write books like that. And that is what I have been able to do to find books that I like to read, right? Mm. Mystery novels, not for me. Romance novels, not for me. Um, historic I like historic kind of books. I like history kind of books. I don't like history, but I love books based on like um, African-American culture upbringing and stuff like that. Like that's really like my genre. And now I like to read. So you just really have to get uncomfortable and you have to experience things and you have to put yourself in the position to try new, try new things, try new yeah. things, put the polka dot with the striped pants together and see if how it makes you feel before you look at it in the store, like I would never wear that. Maybe try it on, you know, <laughs> try things on, try things on for size and you will grow as a person because you'll find things that you like about different cultures and different ethnicities and different foods and different people. Like not everything is for everyone. Not everyone is for everyone, but there's a little something that you can take from everything that you experience to become a more well-rounded, diverse person for sure. I love that so much. And if I was going to like sum it up, I think what I would say based on what I heard is that diversity is an experience. Basically. Yes. I love yeah, Most this definitely. idea of just, just get uncomfortable, put yourself mm-hmm. in situations around people that you, you know, what are we going to do on a Friday night? Don't go yeah. to that default answer, like go find something else and just get uncomfortable. Right. Experience it, like seek out, out those those experiences right. I love that so and much. also diverse you asked about diversifying your your business and your podcast and things like that and I like to use the term again being unintentionally intent so if you mm. find someone like myself that you want to speak with and she's an African-American person you can bring that person in and you're going to experience an African-American culture just by doing a diverse you know, uh, just by doing a, a podcast with that person or having a conversation with that person, but it doesn't have to be about that African-American relationship. It doesn't have yeah. to always be about diversifying. Um, and that's something that I talk to Unique about a lot. It's like, you don't always have to tap into doing it for Black History Month or doing it as a part of a Uh, support or protest or something like that you can just experience maybe this african-american person is really good at gardening and you want to get her on your podcast to talk about gardening and you're going to learn stuff from her as an african-american woman that are different from a white woman or an asian woman or an indian woman because every culture does things differently so be unintentionally intent Seek out other nationalities to work with in your podcast and your companies, but don't always make it about that diversity. People are so broad. So people have so much to give than just their race or their nationality. But when you get to know them, you're going to be like, man, she says that like a black person or she really says that like an Asian person. And you're going to get those little bits and pieces of diversity from people without being intentionally talking about diversity so that is my business tip for that for sure I love that Tia because um as a white woman and um you know obviously we're both white um there's like that awkwardness because we just don't know and we right you know we both live she lives in Colorado I live in Wyoming both of these areas aren't extremely diverse unless you were in like Denver Colorado 
But right. um, I think that's what's nice about it is like I have I was ra- I, I traveled all my life. So I've, I was raised mm-hmm. with a diverse mindset, like to seek diversity. Um, but there but and so when when, um, you know, when the um, when social media and, and um, people started talking about, you know, this most recent movement toward more justice and civil rights, Mm-hmm. It felt if so for me, I was like, yes, I want to, you know, I, I really want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. And then it becomes awkward because we're always doing it for the sake of that rather than the real exactly. relationship. Exactly. And so mm-hmm. I, this is where I'm like, I so appreciate you and coming on here because I know you well enough to ask you the awkward question without, right. 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 With, with, and then, and then like, just for you to tell us, like, it doesn't have to be about that. It can be about no. anything. And that is, that is, yeah, I love that. And then once again, it's yeah. about being real, being yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that is my biggest um, tip is that it doesn't always have to be about it. If you can just yourself, you're intentionally reaching out to this Asian woman because you want to talk to her about Asian cuisine, or you want to talk to her about these beautiful hats that she makes. And you're going to get, you're going to learn about her. You're going to learn about her culture. And you're going to learn about all these things about you, but it doesn't have to always be about you erase, you know, to be diverse. But it, that's my biggest, biggest, biggest tip for sure. It's just seek it within yourself to not feel comfortable with always reaching out with a blonde hair, blue eyed lady and reach out to other nationalities and be uncomfortable. And you're, you have to also have some what a thick skin because there's going to be out people people out there who aren't as receptive as myself mm-hmm. to someone reaching out to them for something um so you do have to have thick skin sometimes but understand that that's okay yeah understand you know yeah. just understand that that's okay but and I think that's kind of yeah Go ahead. you know full circle back to loving yourself is that when you are truly in yourself in the sense of like, I'm coming from this foundation of, I love myself in this moment. And I know I have more to learn and more growth and I'm a work in progress. And so then that, you know, those moments where that thick skin needs to come out, it's not damaging at a core level to who I am. It's just that moment. It's the opportunity to grow, to learn, to adjust. And you know, you mentioned this in the beginning is loving yourself enough to love the change, to love that, yeah. that process of growth. And so yeah. I just thank you so much, Tia. And Michelle, Michelle, for You're introducing welcome. me to Tia. And thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so it. much. Oh, my heck. Was that not a powerful conversation? Would you do me a huge favor? Would you reach out to Tia and send her a big, huge thank you for sharing her light with us? I will include her contact info in the show notes. So if you too felt inspired and uplifted by this conversation, you can let her know personally. I know that she does not expect anything in return for sharing her light with the world and with my podcast listeners specifically. And that is exactly why I hope that you do reach out to her. I am so grateful for this conversation and I look forward to many more in the future. 
And if you're feeling extra generous, would you drop down into the notes below and leave my podcast a big old five-star review? This simply helps this free podcast move up in the search ranks so that when people are looking for much-needed guidance in life and business, they can find exactly what they're looking for. I could not do this business without people like you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I will see you next Tuesday.